0: ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy and good health are the daily standard that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe And here's your host Robin Openshaw hey
1: everyone it's Robin openshaw and welcome back to Vibe. I have a really interesting subject today. I uh, was losing my eyesight in my early 20s. And that's what interested me in reaching out to Dr. Sam Byrne. I was losing my side in my early 20s. I was wearing glasses, and then I completely changed my diet. You already know my story, probably you know that I changed to a whole foods, mostly plant-based diet many, many years ago, decades ago, and resolved 21 different uh, diagnoses that I had, lost 70 pounds and completely turned my my whole health around. But I don't usually list out all the 21 different diseases I was diagnosed, but one of them is that I was losing my eyesight and now at the age of 51, I don't have to wear glasses. I haven't had to wear glasses in many, many years. So I've invited Dr. Sam Byrne to come on the show because the reason his work fascinates me is that you never really hear about a holistic optometrist, but it makes perfect sense that our eyes are connected to the rest of our body. And that is where his work has taken him because he's been in private practice in New Mexico for over 25 years. And he works with patients to improve their vision, but he's really interested in helping patients improve their overall wellness through holistic methods because he understands the way the eyes are connected to uh, our entire health. So he's done a lot of postdoctoral work uh, at the Giselle Institute in collaboration with Yale University. Um, He's done a lot of innovative work with children. And so I'm very excited to welcome Dr. Sam Byrne to the show.
0: Hey, Robin, thanks for having me.
1: Well, delighted to have you here. And I know you've done articles for Mind Body Green and a bunch of places on the internet. And I heard a show that you did, and I was like, gosh, I really want to ask deeper questions here. So, how did you go from being sort of this standard of care optometrist who, you know, does the testing and gives people glasses and contacts? How'd you get so much deeper into the holistic approach?
0: Well, it was through my own process and it started way before optometry school. When I was about eight years old, I was diagnosed with a learning disability and my mom took me everywhere. And we ended up in an eye doctor's office and I got a pair of nearsighted glasses. It didn't help my learning uh, and I memorized. That's how I got through school, but my eyes got progressively worse. When I graduated optometry school, I met a holistic eye doctor and I went to him for about six months in a process called vision therapy, which is a physical eye therapy. And uh, two things happened. My nearsightedness completely dissolved. And the second thing is he diagnosed me with a condition called convergence insufficiency, which means my two eyes didn't work together. My left eye wandered out, and I had double vision. So through this vision therapy, I was able to repair that. My learning and reading skyrocketed. So I I lost my nearsightedness and my learning disability went away so I said I want to go into this more holistic approach and that's my passion and that's what I've been doing ever since.
1: So you didn't come on this late in your practice you have been interested in this from the very beginning you've been looking for everywhere you can learn about the connection between our eye health and our overall health then.
0: Exactly. You know, I began uh, when, my, when I opened my practice, I had a hard time getting patients. I was practicing in Philadelphia. And so I went to one of the local hospitals and I worked with patients who had traumatic brain injury. And, and these people had double vision, memory issues, balance issues. So applying this physical eye therapy to them, uh, they got better. And so I ended up getting uh, about four contracts in different hospitals. And that's how I started my practice. And then I began counseling patients who had cataracts and macular degeneration, just eat better. I didn't know that much at the time. I said, just eat better, eat more plant-based, more natural foods. Uh, And they'd come back and they'd say, my cataracts are going away. My macular degeneration is getting better. So I was on to something. And I began studying craniosacral therapy, naturopathic medicine, acupuncture, and uh, just evolved into a pretty big toolbox because I realized that the eyes reflect our metabolic and systemic health.
1: Okay. So I mentioned my story Um, when I was in my, I want to say late thirties coming up on 40, I only used glasses at that point for driving. And I just kept noticing my glasses weren't really working. So I went into the optometrist and he did, um, the tests on my eyes and he said, well, I have some strange news for you. He said, if I could just keep your glasses, I'd like to give them away because you have 20-20 vision in one eye and 20-15 in the other eye. And he said, I don't know what you're doing exactly, but keep doing it because you don't need glasses. That's why your glasses aren't working is that your your vision is perfect. And this is after many years of eating lots of green smoothies, which is our website is and. Obviously, I was walking the talk or I wouldn't be so passionate to go out and put up this website and teach it to others. I do juicing off and on a lot more now in the last five or six years since I went on a big research tour studying what functional medicine practitioners or biological medicine practitioners all over the world are doing to treat cancer. And I found that pretty much all of them are or having people drink a lot of like vegetable juices, carrot juice, beet, throw some beets in there, lots of greens, lots of alkaline vegetables. So I've done a lot of that the last six or seven years. So I was really influenced by that. But can you talk about what you think happened? Because when I asked the optometrist, how often he sees that and he says, I've seen it once or twice in my career. sounds to me like you're seeing it a lot and maybe you're guiding it.
0: Well, you know, since it happened to me, I can recognize it out there and what I would say is that you know the um, the eyes need a lot of oxygenation and hydration. You know, the, the retina has a sea of microcapillaries. and the eye itself has one of the highest metabolic needs of the body. And so, you know, when we start developing eye problems, any kind of eye problem, uh, there's an issue with um, free radical damage, metabolic waste. The mitochondria are not producing enough ATP. So just giving your, your eyes and body more antioxidants, you know, the green leafy vegetables, reduce your stress, uh, get rid of toxicity, your eyes reflect uh, systemic health. I mean, we can do retinal scans, pick up things like Alzheimer's and diabetes. and So the eyes kind of are, we see into the future in terms of our health. And uh, it makes total sense to me. And it's, yeah, I guide the process, I support it. People are seeking me out because I'm one in a million. We are trained in a medical model, a disease-based care where we're looking for disease and then we use pharmaceuticals or surgery. And I'm saying, hey, there's all these natural methods. We can heal other parts of the body, why not our eyes? So I wanna talk
1: about some of the common uh, issues that we see when people's eyes start to degenerate and how you know most of medicine, like you said, all but the one in a million, like you, just accept it and, and treat that degenerative disorder. So I want to talk about like the specific things you can do that aren't food. But first of all, I'm curious, what kind of diet do you eat? Like you said you eat the rainbow, you eat good fats.
0: You and I probably share a lot. I mean, I, I do a lot of uh, smoothies. Um, I have a Vitamix. and So I'm doing a lot. I mean, we have a greenhouse, so we grow our own food. So a lot of greens. I like turmeric root, ginger root. I like the you know, to use herbs and spices um, and just a lot of different combinations of plant-based. And that's how I start my day. Uh, so mostly just plant-based, organic, um, very clean diet and, uh, you know, a few supplements to help me. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely walk my talk. I think the food, I use it as healing. Food is healing. And uh, so that that's a really big part of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Turmeric and ginger root are in my green smoothie. One or both of those almost every day. So do you and your wife make fermented foods? And if so, what which ones do you make?
0: Well, I was making kombucha um, on my own for a, for a long time. had fun with that. Uh, there's actually um, a place here in Santa Fe where I live that makes really fresh uh, kimchi and sauerkraut. Uh, so I don't have time to make those, but they are really part of our diet. I actually use a salad dressing that I make using uh, sa- the sauerkraut and the kimchi. So I'm a big believer in pre-probiotic fiber and uh, fermented foods as part of uh, healing the microbiome. So it's, it's an essential piece.
1: What a great idea. I'm gonna take my homemade sauerkraut. I have literally 13 year old raw sauerkraut that I grew it myself organically in my garden. And then I made like 50, jars of it, but I just forget to put on my plate, I'm going to make salad dressing out of it. That's a brilliant idea.
0: Okay. That's great stuff. Yeah.
1: Do you know my friend, Dr. Robin Benson in Santa Fe? Mm -hmm.
0: Very well. Yes. Robin and I have collaborated together. She's an awesome person.
1: Oh, that is awesome. We'll tell Robin hi from Robin.
0: I will. I will.
1: So talk a little about the difference between conventional eye care and holistic eye care because you've alluded to the fact that you're literally one in a million. I've never met another holistic optometrist, but talk about what, what, what keeps them stuck in you know, the sick care. It's basically the eye version of sick care, right? What, what, what is driving that? Why is there nobody else out there like you?
0: That's a good question. I think it's partly the uh, educational curriculum because what's happening is optometry is merging and blending with ophthalmology. So the, the, the surgical model, the pharmaceutical model, as always, that's, that's kind of driving the bus. And there isn't anything talked about natural healing or you know, anything outside the eyes being a mechanical system. But there's some principles that I teach from that include you can improve your vision at any age, that um, the, the vision problems are related to chronic disease and inflammatory disease. So if you heal the chronic inflammatory disease in the body, the eyes get better. Trauma, stress, and toxicity uh, affect the eyes. If we look at Chinese medicine, the liver rules the eyes in Chinese medicine. Even dental care, if you've got amalgams, I've seen a correlation between dental amalgams and floaters in the eyes. So all of these different conditions can be helped because when we work with the eyes, we're working with an extension of the brain. The research says that in the first trimester, the eyes actually grow out from the brain. So when we work with any tissue of the eye, we're working with the brain therefore the eyes qualify for something we call neuroplasticity and in my mind body green uh, blog that you referred to i talk about ocular regeneration and something called bdnf brain derived neurotrophic factor that actually if you increase bdnf it can improve your eyes so you know there's so many connections going on between our eyes and our body we could spend the hour just talking about that
1: so if you're getting people to do some interventions that are decreasing inflammation, because what they're presenting to you with is an eye problem, if they change their diet, take the supplements you suggest, do the interventions you suggest, they're probably going to see decreasing inflammation in a variety of ways systemically. Is that fair?
0: Totally. Yeah, it's both, it's just, that's why when you, when you described what I'm doing, I am basically call myself a whole health optometrist. I'm a naturopath that works as an optometrist except i'm an optometrist and uh you know we can't separate out our eyes from our body if you've got a thyroid problem uh, that's going to affect dry eye syndrome or adrenal burnout it's going to affect dry eyes and you know lepharitis and possibly glaucoma so we could trace each eye disease and come up with a systemic reason why our eyes let us down How
1: about um, the light that comes into our eyes? I feel like we all want sunglasses on. Uh, I play tennis competitively and I wear, I I should say that even though my eyes were perfect at age 40, at about age 48, I noticed that I couldn't always make out the features on my opponent's face across the, the tennis court for me, especially if I was playing singles and we're both playing back. And so I did go back and I now have prescription glasses and sunglasses that I wear for just one thing. Like I literally don't even need them for driving. My eyes aren't that bad to need them for driving, but um, I play tennis because I can see the ball coming from far away really clearly if I wear them. And, but I have read that we want the light coming into our eyes. Can you talk about reasons why we might and why we don't want to maybe necessarily wear all our, our glasses at all times, even if we have a prescription, is that a thing?
0: So light is a food, and it affects our endocrine system, our nervous system, and our vision. And there are pathways in the eyes that send the light to different parts of the brain. Some of them are non-visual pathways that affect our hypothalamus, our pineal, and our pituitary gland. So light is very necessary for our overall health and wellness. Light can affect our pH levels, it can improve cellular metabolism, it gets rid of toxicities, And many years ago, I began using color therapy on the eyes to open up the peripheral vision. And, you know, the mainstream says you have to be afraid of the light and, you know, you have to block the light all the time. And I would say UVA, UVB, you want to protect yourself from that. But you also want to get at least 30 minutes of natural sunlight every day before 10 a.m. and after 5 p.m. We are heliotropic beings. We, We go towards the light. And so this idea that we're blocking ourselves, because we're made of photons, really, we're made of light. So it becomes an autoimmune disease if we're not taking the light in. And the more light we take in, the more light we radiate out. And so I talk a lot about the importance of light as an important nutrient. Depression is another thing that if we don't get enough light in the wintertime, it affects our mood. So it's an essential nutrient. And I think we all need it.
1: What about the correction issues? If, even if we wear corrective lenses of some kind, whether it's uh, glasses or contacts, should we be taking them off as much as possible to strengthen our eyes? Or is that false doctrines I've heard over the years?
0: Okay, so that's a great question. So you wear the optical system you need to see clearly and feel safe. But in non-demanding and non-threatening situations, ask your eye doctor for a reduced prescription and start wearing it and you'll notice your nervous system is more relaxed. And part of it is being able to interact with your attitude about blur. Uh, This is one of the techniques I use in my office where we actually take people away from their comfort zone and put them into the blur And we ask them to embrace the blur and that's very scary for us because blur means it's bad i'm getting it wrong i could get injured and by going into your blur in a non-demanding situation with opposite glasses you actually can reset your eyes so that your eyes see 2020. so it's a very powerful technique and um, you know you can wear different glasses at different times or contacts to improve your vision your eyes just don't have to get worse
1: okay and i want to mention for anybody who heard my story where i wore glasses at 20 and at 40 had perfect vision i think that's the other component the only two things i can think of are really changed my diet and quit eating the crap diet that i was eating when i was 20 i didn't wear my glasses unless mm-hmm. i had to and so you know maybe it's like flexing your muscles a little bit like
0: okay. yeah because when you wear a prescription-based On the 2020 eye chart, it's a static measurement that freezes your eyes in one position. You know, when you go to the eye doctor and you're sitting in the chair and it's dark and here she says, which is clear, one or two, one or two, and you don't know, you guess number one. And let's say you're having a bad day or you're stressed and you get this prescription and it makes you you nauseous. You go back to the doctor and he says, don't worry, you'll get used to it. No, you don't want to get used to looking through a filtering system that makes you nauseous. So any prescription that's prescribed to 2020 is going to weaken your vision. That's why I recommend reduced prescriptions and opposite prescriptions. We even work with an eye patch and we dialogue with the eyes. There's a psycho-emotional component to our eyes. So um, you know, we want to blame faulty vision on, on the eyeball, but it's the programming behind the eyes. It's what our mind tells our eyes. It causes the physical changes.
1: I kind of want to blame our eye problems on all the screens we stare at all day, especially these small ones. I feel like my blurry, my vision gets blurry when I spend more than usual time looking at my phone, whether I'm watching, especially if I'm like watching videos on it or something like that while I work out, that's, And and so I try to just listen to podcasts and audio books, and I text a lot. But oh my gosh, I text so much! What's this doing to our kids' vision? What's this doing to our vision?
0: Well, it's really deteriorating it. You know, the digital device. uh, There's a couple things. First of all, our eyes are locked into one focus for a long period of time. Then there's the EMF issue. Then uh, there's the blue light issue. And so what I recommend is the 20-20-20 rule. Every 20 minutes. Take a 20-second uh, break and look out at 20 feet. Um, I also recommend moisturizing your eyes with eye drops. I like to use MSM eye drops. Most of the eye drops that are in the in the pharmacy, uh, pharmacy dry your eyes more to make sure you're getting enough fats and oils. There's also eye exercises on my website, free exercises, to create relaxation in your eye muscles. So we have to take better care of our eyes because the digital devices – are wreaking havoc.
1: So I'm going to ask you at the end where people can find you, but since you just said you have some eye exercises on your site, while people are thinking about it, where what's your website? And tell us a little bit more about these strengthening you know, exercises.
0: So one of my missions is to share this information and I've created what I call a clarity program, a 90-day eye exercise clarity program. And if you go to my website, DrSamBurn.com. And you type in your eye condition you will get a 90-day eye exercise program with videos and people are just loving this because um, it's giving them uh content and information that's helping them so um yeah there's there's lots of resources out there i'm providing
1: okay and it's dr 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 mm-hmm. sam burn b-e-r-n-e you're wanting to go check it out okay so my mom has macular degeneration and Mm -hmm. i haven't paid a lot of attention to whether it's hereditary or whatever but i bet you're seeing a lot of that can you talk about some of the specific diagnoses you're seeing more of Mm -hmm. and what you do about them in in treating it holistically
0: okay so first of all we don't have to live out our genetic destiny lifestyle and diet you know this better than i if not as good that uh, when we hear, well, my parents had such and such, that means I'm going to get it. That's not true. But the three big ones are macular degeneration, glaucoma, and cataracts. Macular degeneration has to do with oxidative stress, three radicals that accumulate in the macula of the eye. That's where we see detail and color vision. And there are two kinds. There's the wet macular degeneration and the dry macular degeneration. So there's great nutrients you can take for it. There's eye exercises. There's... many things that you can do to at least slow down, if not reverse macular degeneration. Number two is glaucoma. This is a problem with the lymph system in the eye, and the drainage canals are not working properly. Again, you can do things like craniosacral therapy, you can do herbal remedies, you can do uh, 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 nutrients, um, and you want to protect your optic nerve with glaucoma because this is a silent disease where you can lose your peripheral vision. So a lot of omega-3 fish oil, fats and oils, really important for the optic nerve. And then number three is cataracts. And this is the most troubling because, you know, you wake up one day and it, it's blurry and you can't get rid of it. And this is an opacity that develops on the lens of the eye. Basically, it's a metabolism problem in the lens. Three radicals are accumulating in the lens of the eye. There are actually eye drops, homeopathic eye drops that you can use. Glutathione sublingual is really good to begin to dissolve early stage cataracts. I'm having really good success with dissolving all three, three, improving all three. It's, It's fantastic to be able to change people's eye diseases without surgery or drugs.
1: You mentioned supplements that you take. And if I were just thinking about eye health, and obviously we've discussed that we can't really pull our eye health apart from the rest of our health what supplements do you think are really important for people who are eating the rainbow they're eating a mostly plant-based diet they're eating a whole foods diet whether they're vegan or whether they're not like you you eat some animal proteins what are some supplements that you think are important to maintain good eye health
0: well number one on my list would be the carotenoids this would be lutein and zeaxanthin they protect the macula I also think beta carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, taurine is a good amino acid for the eyes, bilberry, and then our trace minerals like zinc, chromium, selenium, magnesium, really important. And then our fish oil, if, we, if we're raw vegan or you know, vegetarian, we can do flaxseed. I did this whole thing on flax versus omega-3 and that brought up a lot of controversy. And the fats and oils are really important. And then, of course, I'm really a big believer in the probiotics. And, of course, the pre-probiotic fiber and the probiotics. You know, the microbiome in the intestinal system, 70% of our neurological health. And if we can reduce inflammation in the body, uh, it's going to help our eyes see better. So, uh, you know, it's, it's those nutrients that are probably the most important. I really like glutathione. I like sulfur-based foods, uh, the cruciferous vegetables. Uh, My eye drop, MSM, is a sulfur-based eye drop, and sulfur, as you know, can help detox the body. Uh, So I'm going for detoxification, cellular metabolism, increasing the mitochondria, and getting rid of metabolic waste any way I can.
1: Okay, so same things we're always talking about here at Green Smoothie Girl. Detoxifying affects the eyes. Getting the... Carotenoid antioxidants and all the other classes of antioxidants affects the eyes. Eating anti-inflammatory foods affects the eyes or eating inflammatory foods, right? Do you ever eat dairy products?
0: No, I, um, I'm coconut-based, uh, you know, yogurt or coconut, coconut meat, Thai coconuts. That's what I put in my smoothies. But, you know, I think it depends on the constitution. My wife can have a little dairy, um, so some people can. But I, I think... Dairy, gluten, and, and, and sugar are uh, really bad for you, and they're really bad for your eyes. You know, if your insulin is out of control, you're going to get cataracts. You're going to get diabetic retinopathy and other retinopathy. So I really promote uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, and or low glycemic index.
1: What about this? I know you mentioned that you are aware of the controversy of fish oil versus flax, uh, so for sure, your vegans get into it and say flax is best, and we love we make a sprouted flax and a sprouted broccoli chia flax, and I always put it in my green smoothies. And and I have my concerns about the sourcing of fish fish oil. I think that major waterways of the world have been overfished and caused major ecological damage. Now we have krill oil, which might be a lot better. Do you feel like that, you know, there's some controversy and I cannot find the proof that we don't actually convert some of these essential fatty acids. Where do you think, where do you think the truth is on that? Do you have opinions on that whole controversy?
0: Well, in the research I've read, I've, I've seen women can convert it better than men. Um, I've seen that, um, you know, you need a lot more flax to get the same amount. Um, But even all that said, I think it's a... You know, it's a personal choice. It depends. You know, I have some really dear friends who are raw vegan, and I respect what they're doing. Um, I'm into moderation and balance. Listen to your body. Um, I am concerned about the uh, contamination of the fish oil, and I do extensive research on all of my products. Uh, So... I don't have a pat answer for you. I think it's a personal choice. There's lots of ways to get fats and oils. You know, your nuts and seeds are another great way to do it. So you have to be, um, you know, creative and innovative in getting all those foods into your body.
1: Okay, how about talk a little bit about some other eye issues like double vision, lazy eye, astigmatism?
0: So uh, first of all, I would say for parents out there, do not. Do eye muscle surgery with your kids. That is the worst surgery you can do because you're not telling the brain anything. And so the eye is going to go to the same position after the surgery. And it creates a lot of trauma in your child. The vision therapy, the physical eye therapy is so much better than eye muscle surgery. So avoid that. Now, in terms of double vision, I have these therapeutic prism glasses. These are special therapeutic glasses that actually open up the spatial processing and they can actually reduce double vision quite effectively. I I, um, developed this when I was working in the traumatic brain injury units. And um, like, for example, I had a guy the other day who came in and he had a stroke on the right side of his uh, visual field and he lost the visual field. I gave him these prism glasses that shifted the vision into his field loss on the right side. And within five minutes, he says, oh my goodness, I've got depth Perception again i'm seeing light out of the right side of my vision and I, i'm going to have him wear it for about a month and i know through neuroplasticity he's going to regain the vision that he lost with his stroke so there are ways that you can reduce double vision this is another uh condition i'm getting a lot of questions about it the physical eye therapy works tremendously another condition we haven't talked about is dry eye syndrome and if you're a woman in, pre- in menopause, uh, the estrogen levels, if they're out of whack, more, more susceptible to be having dry eye, digital device users, uh, you know, just if your mucous membranes are, dry, are drying out or your sympathetic nervous system is overworking, uh, dry eye syndrome is definitely something you have to deal with. What's out there, what they're offering only makes it worse, and it's treating a symptom. And my approach is to treat the causative factor so you don't have to be dependent on the eye drops. Those are some of the main conditions I work with.
1: What about, I think that you have talked about in another show that I listened to that you did about, is there an overlap with learning disorders or behavioral conditions, the ones that we're hearing so much about, like ADD, ADHD, autism, dyslexia, what's going on there and what does that have to do with eye health?
0: I just finished a blog that's going to be published in Healthline on the connection between autism and uh, vision problems. And more and more research is coming out saying that our visual processing has an effect on the brain, which affects our social behavior, our, our cognitive processing. And I'm not here to say that my work solves autism or ADD, but what I am here to say is that most eye exams are based on the 2020 eye chart, and that's not our vision, that's our eyesight. And what I'm doing is I'm testing a child's vision, how they track and focus and coordinate their eyes, what their developmental situation is around their sensory motor system. And if I can help them improve their visual processing, many times that can reduce some of the symptoms that we see along the ASD, autism spectrum disorder. I've been doing this since I went to the Gazelle Institute, you mentioned at the top of the show. At that institute, that was a multidisciplinary clinic where we learned how to assess and treat all kinds of kids with learning disabilities from the ASD to the ADD population. And it's very potent to add my approach to the overall scheme of the holistic therapies.
1: Okay, you said that vision and eyesight are two different things. Will you flush that out a little bit?
0: Sure. so when you sit in a, in a doctor's office and he has you reading an eye chart, That's a static measurement. That's just clarity. Vision is a dynamic process where your eyes and your brain and your body work together. Let's take tennis, for example. So when you are trying to track the tennis ball, that's vision. When you're trying to be aware of where your body is in space as you move it around to get a backhand or forehand, that's vision. So it's a dynamic, moving, learned skill Based on how you track the ball, how you focus the ball, and how your two eyes work together. And then there's skills like visual memory and perception and figure ground. All of these cognitive skills are related to how we process information through our eyes. That's dynamic, and you can change it at any age. I love it. Well, this is all very hopeful because
1: I've never been to an optometrist who told me to do anything with my lifestyle to improve my vision. And of course I'm so deep in this world of holism that I don't pull parts out of the hole anymore. And I mean, really,
0: if you think about it, how can you see the eyes as different or not connected to the body? I mean, it's, it just doesn't make sense. So it's my mission to try to, you know, educate patients and people like yourself and hopefully doctors someday, because uh, we need to shift the paradigm.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting that you said that it's in the first trimester of fetal development that the eyes begin to grow out of the brain. So our eyes are our brain. There's no real difference is what I'm hearing here. So probably though, people who follow this podcast, listen to this episode if they're concerned about their own eyesight or their child's. For someone who is concerned about eye health, where should they start? Where, what resource can they get from you on your site, DrSamBurn.com?
0: Well, in the upper right corner, there's a magnifying glass. And if they click on that, they can just type in their condition. Um, I've done uh, uh, so many videos that are free, you know, two-minute videos on how to, how to heal macular degeneration, what are good foods to eat, how to get a good eye exam from your eye doctor. That's a new one I put up there how to ask the right questions. Um, so people can go on to my website and just ask the question and something will come back that will give them lots of resources through video, through blog. Um, and um, I also have a podcast. So if you want to ask a question, send an email and I answer my questions weekly on a podcast. People love that.
1: Well, this has been fascinating. And I hear to drink your quart of green smoothie. I may be writing a little bit into it, but put some turmeric and ginger in there. Lots of greens, eat the rainbow. There's not much that you can't actually put in your green smoothie. I'm hearing go outside and be in the sunshine without your corrective I wear for 30 minutes a day. Those are all those are the two major things I think that turn my own eyesight around. I'm I'm pretty excited about in a family of people who wear glasses that at 51, I don't have to wear glasses for anything. I just choose to for tennis. I feel I feel like I have better, better acuity. Um, so those are some exciting, easy things that I hear Dr. Byrne saying. And I think, you know, where to uh, re- reach him, where to learn more about him on his website. It's Dr. Sam Byrne, B-E-R-N-E. And Sam, thanks so much for being with us today. Any final words of, of advice that you missed?
0: Well, I want people to know that um, they don't have to live out their doctor's diagnosis and that there are lots of resources out there for you to heal and improve your vision, especially with the elders when they get that diagnosis. There's so much you can do. Just contact me and we'll be able to help you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much.